Hey guys, welcome to Learn Feng Shui, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. If you like weekly tips as well as fun folklore tales, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, continuing on our spooky theme, I'm going to be talking about Feng Shui for burial. So a feng shui actually originated with burial and this is called a yin house feng shui or feng shui for, you know, the person that is the ultimate yin, right? No longer has yang left in them and they all have passed. And so um, this yin house feng shui was actually practiced by feng shui masters and eventually they started kind of realizing, hey, we can bring this into our homes to make our homes prosperous also. So it kind of translated from being used for burial and graves to then being brought into the home. In Asian cultures, this can start years ahead of time where they actually hire the master and they pick the most auspicious spot for them. Um, so they will be ready when they pass away. So um, again, this is something that's years in the making and it can t actually take quite a long time to find the perfect spot for you. A lot of the same basics apply from yin house to yang house feng shui. So when selecting a location for a grave, they will start out using landform just like they do when you're looking to purchase a home. So it's believed that this is, you know, the most important aspect of feng shui in both yin house for burial and yang house for the living. Other factors are the actual orientation of your body in the grave. And the way the grave is like, you know, facing, so like north, south, east, west, just like in a home, you want the grave to be facing a good way and your body to be in a position in a good spot. Um, another thing that is highly considered is date selection. So both for the ceremony and the burial and date selection for the actual positioning of the headstone, which needs to also be positioned um, in a good direction. It is said that sometimes disputes among relatives occur because a burial is supposed to be auspicious or lucky to the descendants. And sometimes it might be um, on a luckier day for one, you know, one child or grandchild or whatever, and less lucky for the other one. So they kind of dispute over that. And um, also it is said that sometimes they will wait up to two years to bury the body. So maybe they'll do like a cremation instead, although it's best to keep the bones intact, I've heard, but they'll end up doing a cremation and then they will actually bury the ashes um, on a good day years later. The position of water is also a consideration in yin house or feng shui for burial, just like it is in feng shui for your home. So there's certain positions that water is more auspicious and lucky, and there's certain um, positions where it can actually activate a negative energy. So the water position is considered also. So there's a couple different considerations also for um, chi flow. So again, the sunlight is a very big factor. Um, it does state in, I can't remember where, but I'm referencing my article that I wrote on the blog post, um, that if you select a spot that's really dark, um, and very yin, that there will be fewer male offsprings and the generations of females that, you know, um, 
precede you will be sad. And so you're supposed to, for that reason, avoid the very yin environment. And that includes like concreting and or paving over the burial site, um, but instead putting grass on top of it, um, which is very hard in Southern states like Florida and, um, and Louisiana, where they have a really low like water table. Um, it's even hard in states sometimes. Um, I feel like no matter where you bury, um, once you hit underground, it eventually gets a water accumulation um, in the coffin. It's just kind of part of um, part of you know nature taking over. So um, this is this is generally hard to do um, in some states. So uh, you can take that as you will, and you know adhere to your state's laws. You know, but um, it does also um, kind of address the fact too. You're supposed to um, sweep the burial grounds like twice a year. And generally there's festivals in Asian cultures to do this. I'm usually called the tomb sweeping days. And then there's days that they will put offerings out or venerate the ancestors. And also you're supposed to keep your tomb and um, everything in good repair free of cracks. There really is a big checklist when it comes to feng shui for burial. So if this is something you're interested in, I suggest you find a feng shui master that specializes in doing this yin house feng shui um, again just like for the house for the living it's basically impossible to find a house that has perfect feng shui so um, sometimes we just work with the best we got and we take it from there so since we talked about feng shui for burial i'm going to introduce you to another concept here this is something called xing ji and it's actually feng shui for living burial. So let me explain a little bit here. From earnreservedmedia.com, which I'll link to below, um, it explains here that feng shui for living burial, called Xingji, um, is a branch of feng shui um, that seeks to harness the energy of an auspicious site for the betterment of the person who's um you know who buys that plot and so what happens is you actually put like in a jar you'll put your nails your hair and some personal items and um the article states here that you know since feng shui is rooted in this idea of a cosmic trinity the energy of the universe the earth and people that xingji is one of the aspects that represents the spiritual or the universal part of feng shui and that we're using the energy of the universe and the earth to benefit us, whether it's for like health, wealth, longevity, marriage, harmony, or even avoiding misfortune. So basically what it includes is a person putting their nail clippings, some of their hair, and some personal items um, into a jar and sometimes like a Ziploc bag. And it's really just a small little burial plot that's about two square feet and um, they bury it in this auspicious site that's said to you know capture the chi and it's said to benefit them once only used by emperors to consolidate their power and position many proponents and believers of feng shui are now embracing xingji also so anyone from like celebrities to just regular people are doing this although there much of the literature on xingji centers on it being so-called live burial um, the same plot is later used for the person's remains and um, he actually prefers the site devoid of human remains or grave sites. So he actually doesn't use this. The gentleman they, they interviewed for this article. Yeah, I kind of wonder about that. You have a living, you know, your living self, but you have a part of yourself, your nail clippings, your hair, and some personal affects. 
um, and you're putting it in a place for this auspicious energy, I don't think you probably want it mixing with the, the um, yin energy of a burial plot too. So it's just another aspect to consider. Would you consider a Xingji or living burial? I don't know how I feel about it and I haven't learned much about it. So I'd definitely be willing to, you know, learning a little bit more and seeing, um, talking to somebody who has done this to see if it works. Today's Folklore Friday comes from thestar.com, which I'll link to below. And the title of the article is called No Peace for the Dead, Chinese City Orders Demolition of Illegal Tombs. So just like with many, many other practices, feng shui has not been excluded from scams. And that also includes people scamming for burial plots. That's right. Feng Shui Master in China, this was a couple years ago, actually got caught for selling illegally land um, that he deemed a good Feng Shui spot. Um, so let's get into this article and let the craziness ensue. Authorities in Southeast China have ordered the demolitions of hundreds of illegally built tombs as the president's campaign to combat illicit and environmentally harmful construction projects continued to gather momentum. The Municipal Committee of the Communist Party of Fuzhou, which is the capital of the Fujian province, ordered governments at all levels to remove such graves built in the city and return the states to their natural site. The announcements came after on Friday reported that a huge number of illegal burial sites have been developed in mountainous areas and that many of them had damaged the environment and posed a threat to local drinking water sources. The report highlighted a development on Nanyang Mountain in the Jiantang Township of Fuzhou, where it is said that there are more than 100 luxury tombs under construction. In the worst case, as much as 100 square meters or 1,076 square feet of forest has felled to make room for them. While in other areas, whole reservoirs have been surrounded by unapproved grave sites, it says. So local authorities had granted its developers permission to develop a scenic spot for the public on about 2.8 hectares in 2006. So hectares is a unit of measurement. It's about 10,000 square uh, meters. Um, the company could just continue to extend it. And they added villas, gardens, and even a museum. <laughs> so in, in a separate case, um, a an official was actually detained on corruption charges related to the villa project um, being developed without the you know permission of the government. <laughs> so, um, yeah, corruption uh, is, is even in feng shui. Here from the New York Post.com, um, it says an article self proclaimed feng shui master scammed a client out of about a million dollars to which she is suing him for. Um, here, she hired him to bring Harmony to her apartment, and she was booked out of about a million dollars in, um, you know, allegedly fake Chinese antiquities and burial plots. So, after assessing her apartment, he told her that. Um, you know, that they needed all kinds of like valuable antiques and all this stuff to bring in good feng shui to their home. 
Um, so please don't ever <laughs> do this. Um, don't be duped into buying a bunch of crap. Um, remember, feng shui is more about the way your space is receiving chi flow and holding on to it than it is about items. And so the best feng shui is actually that unseen. So you won't detect it. You know, it's a desk in a good position, a couch in a good position, of your bed in a good position. That is feng shui. Um, so not so much about what is in there. Um, he also scammed her out of about... Um, $120,000 for two tombs. So he um, sold her these tombs, told her they were good feng shui, and she found out they only cost about $18,000 each. And so she like, you know, talk about a markup, right? So I always recommend people go to different like guild websites as feng shui association websites. And um, I might do a quick little write up on that or something um, because I don't want anyone to be ever taken advantage of. Even the feng shui master I study under uh, Mr. Jensen Go. He relates the story that when he first um, came to feng shui, it's the reason he started doing it is because he hired a feng shui master. He paid him a lot of money and there was items that he bought that um, they were so unnecessary. You know, he was supposed to like bury certain items and all this kind of stuff. Um, it's, It's not necessary. And so, um, again, uh, you know, go to like the Feng Shui Association website, go to Feng Shui Guild website, go to Feng Shui Research Center website. There's a lot of good websites. Anybody that's on Facebook or like social media that has like JY in front of their name, um, they're usually associated with the Joey Yap um, Research, you know, the Institute. And so, yeah, go check those people out. And, and of course the Feng Shui Guild, which I, you know, talk about a lot. So yeah, don't get scammed. Don't buy a bunch of crap from Feng Shui Masters, although you should compensate them for their time and, um, you know, their skill, they should not be selling you, um, tons of items. They can even recommend you put items up, you know, the ones that practice item placement, but they're they're generally not going to be like selling you a bunch of items and they're not going to tell you that they're like ancient, uh, Chinese items. Yeah. Don't fall for that. the podcast be sure to subscribe leave a review and share with your family and friends who you think may be interested especially if you found this content useful to learn more about feng shui and chinese metaphysics follow the link to the website below